It's the real Kipper and Bourne show. Wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, Sportsnet Plus from 4 to 6. Thanks for joining us. And remember, if you can't catch us live, there's always a chance that you can download us at your convenience wherever you get your podcasts. And text us at 590-590. All your thoughts, all your comments, questions are welcome at any point. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, Derek Brandeo, General Nick uh, with you all for the next two hours. Hopefully that's a good thing for you. Yeah, ideally. (laughs) (laughs) For our careers. If you're driving in the GTA today, take uh, special care. Get a little greasy out there. Lots of of snow and... It's be kind of getting warmer, and then we rain. Dude, so. it's supposed to be five degrees next week, like all week. So yeah. it's, it's going to melt this crap. Yes, yeah. and Rosedale's going to open at some point. Oh yeah, fellas, so. we are like really not that far from golf season. <laughs> you know, it's hard to believe Listen, today, I'm, but like it's it's already pretty much we're, February. We're going into the shortest month mm-hmm. now. Is this a is this a if we added an extra day this year in February? Yeah, yeah there is an extra day. Is there? Damn. Yeah. It's a leap. It's a leap, yeah, year. It's a leap year. One <laughs> day we're away <laughs> further. Sure but what I do, um, you know, what I do think is the days are getting longer. Get up in the morning when by the time my wife's going to work, the sun's up. Like we're we're coming around here. Yeah. When December and November are ten degrees the entire time, <laughs> winter's so not so bad. We can handle this. <laughs> yeah. Nice, oh, nice. Boys. All right, here nice we go. Blue, nice blue shirts, by the way, boys. Yeah, blue Leaf shirt, edition. Yeah. I've got. Uh, yeah, I, we all went blue. I yeah. got uh, an alumni jacket. I'm kind of getting more excited about uh, All Star Weekend. Oh, you're excited. We've got uh, Thursday. We got a big event at the Hall of Fame, honoring the '67 Toronto Maple Leaf team. Mm-hmm. Which that's cool. It is really cool. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm getting excited. And uh, Sammy, we've been doing a, a giveaway, which we'll do later yep. on in the show, right? Mm-hmm. For an opportunity to take part in so many uh, festivities. It seems like some teams are going to want the All-Star break as soon as possible. Some don't. Uh, where do we see the Toronto Maple Leafs with two more games coming in? Today they are on the ice at the Ford Performance Center since returning from their 2-2 two and two Western road trip. I suppose the big watch from here to the All-Star break is what? What kind of Samsonov we'll get yeah. Wednesday night? Yeah, Samsonov going back-to-back for uh, first time in a while, uh, which I think is good. I, You know, I think for you talk about teams... You know, excited about the break. Some teams want their hot streak to kind of keep going. The Leafs have played a ton of hockey this month, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Like, this has been four yeah. week, four games per week and travel and all that. They've played a lot. So, I got to believe the Leafs are looking to get out of this home and home with the Jets, get a split, yeah. take a yeah. breather. And listen, there's there's a hundred reasons why you don't put too much stock in a, a win against Seattle. But uh, for me, just to y- your point, they, they had good energy. Yeah, uh, for for uh, Jake McCabe could have easily taken his foot a little bit off the the pedal when he went up against uh, Tanov, but he didn't. And I think finding ways to grind that out, albeit on a very struggling hockey club on a losing streak with no stars in their lineup or at least the best stars that they could present. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it was okay for me. That was their eleventh game in twenty days, really? which is. 
you know, it's a lot of hockey. Ton of hockey. Making up for their two weeks off in the middle of the season. Yeah, in November. Yeah, yeah, it's all it's been feast or famine here. But yeah. yeah, you know, to your point, Kip, they they handle their business and and that's great. Yeah, you know, it's you you come out of a tough road trip with a two and two split. You know, a couple of tough games here, and then you kind of regroup and see see what you got as you head towards the trade deadline. Yeah. So big games. And, a couple of wins here would be massive. I you Unlikely, know, I, massive. yeah, <laughs> I do think that. This Samsonov thing, well, everyone's feeling pretty good about it, and the last two games that he's played weren't complete disasters. We got the news today that he's starting on Wednesday night against the Jets, and, you know, like that, I don't think this fan base is completely over what's happened with Samsonov. No. And I would say that the, uh, the sorry, the Jets, I was going to say the New York Jets, sorry, Born, I was thinking of yeah, Aaron Rodgers there. The, uh, the Winnipeg Jets are not the Seattle Kraken. And they are not the Detroit Red Wings. There is still a chance that this goes pretty squirrely on Wednesday, and it just you're right back to square one with Samsonov. So a big, a big gamble with him. Okay, let's pick up uh, that conversation after we hear from Sheldon Keefe on our first Kippers Clipper on why Sammy is starting tomorrow. Yeah, I think just I think the, what I commented on the other night was was uh, his 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 focus um, and and his uh, preparation, all those kind of things, confidence, that, that's what I've really seen an uptick on, in particular since that Detroit game. I think his practices have been excellent since then. I think he was really hungry for the net last week, and, uh, and partly because of Jonesy's play and partly by design. We kept them hungry by not playing them all week and wanted to continue to stack good days, knowing that we were definitely going to need them on the weekend. Um, and he stayed hungry, kept working. Um, so, uh, quite honestly, I was not I was, I was not surprised that he had the type of game he did the other night, because he's very much looked like himself or, you know, the Sammy that we came to know last season over the last week in practice. Okay, this is go big or go home week for Samsonov. Yeah, I like. Let's say he's he has a bad week. Is there any go home potential? <laughs> yeah, the ball. Like I just said before, we went through to that clip. If he gets lit up and pulled in Wednesday, which you know I think he's looked a lot better in the last two games, and I give him full credit for going down and doing whatever the hell he did with the on the ice by himself. I don't know what it was, yeah. but yeah, he found but, a wizard who. The Jets are legitimately the best team in the league for a long stretch this year. Yeah. It's a different animal. And if it goes bad, you're right at square one again, boys. But, you know. I, you, I agree with that. But you got to play them. No, no. You, you have you, to play them, of course. There's no better opportunity than tomorrow night to play him based on he's feeling good. The movements were good. Yeah. The look was good. Everything was good. So it, if you can't put him in now, you can never put him in. Yeah. But to, to Sammy's point, if, it, if he doesn't finish the game, then, then you're in with Jones on Saturday night, and then you go into your all-star break, and you're giving your management team and your coaches time to go, okay, who, who are two goalies to start after the all-star break? Yeah, so Wool did skate. I don't, you know, here he's... I saw a video from David Alter of him doing hockey goalie things. Goalie things. Goalie things. Goalie. On the ice and pads, sliding around. 
So the the Leafs' first game after the All-Star break is February 5th. Tomorrow is the 24th of January. What do you guys want to talk about next week? I don't know the All-Star game. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Pick it apart by period. (laughs) But, you know, after... That that could give him nine days, Joe Wool. Yeah. Could he conceivably be ready? Jones comes back. Maybe he starts the first one and, you know, Wool works his way in. Yes. Yeah, I think so because that will have given him the two months, I think. Yeah. Since his injury. But big start then. Yeah. I, I just, the biggest worry coming out of it is how he's going to feel with a high ankle sprain and being a goalie because it's much different than a defenseman. And Lilligren had the high ankle sprain. Is it a coincidence that he's not been able to hit levels that we've seen earlier this year or or a better Lilligren? Where is his 13, 14 minutes the other night tied into how good that ankle feels? Is he playing at 60%, 70%? And if he is, and it's just good enough to get by, then that may explain a lot on why they're not thrilled with his play right now. Yeah. So and- where where is where's Joseph Wall after the All-Star break? Can he play at 60 or 70% on a high ankle sprain? It is unlikely that it's 90 or 100% back. Because these ankles don't just, like, get 100% better. It's a gradual it, it, improvement. It lingers. Yeah. I've had a high ankle sprain. I'm, that was, like, four years ago. I yeah. still feel it. Whatever. It's one of those ones that just slowly refills yeah. back to 100 and using yeah. it kind of. So there's no chance that Lilligren's high ankle sprain will feel any better than it does today. It can only get Lilligrens. sore. Yeah, Lilligren's. Well, I mean, All star break here could help. No, no, it it won't. It's not enough time, Justin. You know what's going to help him? The day the season's over. Yeah. And he has six or eight weeks to properly heal this thing. That's what's going to make it feel better. There's no time right now to get it better, better. Do you think that's crazy to say? Uh, No, no. He He was really good for that. Yeah. I, I think you just. He has to just manage it. Yeah. You just manage a high ankle sprain. Joseph Wall will have to come back and handle and manage a high ankle sprain to, to whatever degree he's comfortable enough to put it in a boot again yeah. and, and move around. But it is it will it won't be anywhere near than before when the uh the uh, injury happened. Concerning. Concerning. Yeah. So the team they're playing coming up here, um, Sorry, did you want no. more on the ankle? No. The team they're playing come, coming up here um, had given up three goals or fewer in 35 straight games prior to giving up four last night, which only happened because of an empty netter. In terms of goals allowed this season, um, the team with the second fewest is the Los Angeles Kings, 116. The Winnipeg Jets have allowed uh, 12 fewer, only 104 goals this season on, in 45 games. So... They were at 34 last night. It ended at 34, and the NHL record is 35. Oh, they were one yes. off the record, and then an empty netter ruined yeah, them? by the 2015 oh. Minnesota Wild. So, there you go. All right, so. So, it's going to be a tough night. Yeah, just uh, not to derail uh, 
our leaf edition here, but I just got note that uh, the Flyers had a statement out on Carter Hart, goaltender for the Philadelphia Flyers, who has requested and been granted an indefinite leave of absence, citing personal reasons. The club will not make any further comment at this time. So this is the second guy this week that's been granted uh, permission to leave. Uh, Dylan Dubé of Calgary. So uh, we'll probably, we'll, we'll, we'll pick this up in, in our national hour as well uh, and see uh, see what else we can uh, find out about this uh, situation. Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and draw the thread for people who don't know. They were both on Hockey Canada, or Canadian yeah. Hockey Team in 2018. Yeah, just okay. Throwing that out. Yeah. All right. Um, so we're good with Samsonov. Samsonov, well, good with me may not be the word. You and I are discussing him. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, if that's you're going to talk about. The um, other Jets note I had for you on top of the fact that they almost never get scored on is Mark Shifley and Gabe Velarde were out last night and are still game time decisions for tomorrow night. So Leafs yeah. fans, you can go ahead and yeah. do whatever sort of voodoo doll thing you do. Pretty sure Mike Mark Shifley was the one that carried the stupid hat that they give in and said there's nothing better than beating the Leafs. I think that was Mark Shifley. Yeah. So if he's pretty close, he'll probably push it over the finish line to play against his favorite team. My favorite thing is that the best guy to play against Mark Shifley would be Sam McKee, who was really bothered by him saying that. And I'm no, not even making fun of you. No, I, I love it. Just, yeah. I love it because he loves the Leafs so much. Yeah. That's why he, he wants to play against them. That's all he thinks about is the Leafs. <laughs> Can't wait. better than beating the Leafs? Yeah, that's hey, him. That's 100% him. Better. That's all he thinks he's about. Got the PJs, the bed sheets, the works. <laughs> we'll where's, see, where's he from? He's well, Ontario guy, isn't he? Let's see what Sheldon Keefe thinks about uh, the Jets, whether or not uh, it includes Shifley or not. They've defended real hard. Like it's you know a really good example of, of what happens when you got a team that defends real hard with elite goaltending and high end skill at the same time. So I think they've they put their defense and goaltending first. And then uh, they have the skill to be able to pull away to, for them to win games. So they've got a, a great mindset uh, as a group that they found here this season. Um, and I think in, in, in lots of ways, when we're playing at our best, I think our, our identity is pretty similar in that sense. Uh, so, Does, I don't know what that was. I just put it in there because he compared the Leafs to the Jets. <laughs> which is, you know, I, I don't think that's exactly fair. Probably not. Different styles, different structures. <laughs> do they? Uh, do the Jets deserve equal billing, equal attention for what they've done than the Vancouver Canucks? Yeah, they do. Right? I mean, I would say the difference is last year the Jets, what, made or missed playoffs made. by a point? Made playoffs by a point, sorry. And Canucks were significantly, you know, a disappointment last year. So the maybe, No, they were a train wreck. Okay, they were full-on train wreck. <laughs> So maybe the Canucks deserve more credit yeah. just because of the distance I think they that's covered. It. I yeah. think I think you're right. But the dif- difference for me, Kip, is that when I looked at Vancouver, they had the elite guys that made me think that team could get to elite. I never looked at the Jets and thought that team could. I thought that could be a good team. They could be a hard out in playoffs, but they have got to elite somehow. Well, and that's Mark it. Shifley from Kitchener, Ontario. This is a note. Uh, no that's wonder it. he loves it so much. Yeah. Uh, that's also a good time to uh, let everybody know at the top of the hour. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux will join us. Gabby. Now on the NHL Network, we're going to get into all of this, including, okay, he's got to come clean on who recommended Hughes to play center. You're not going to ask him that, are you? Oh, yeah. 100%. Are you? Yeah. I mean, you kind of got it. Who's that 
No, I wouldn't say it. This is a not very intelligent person. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, it's a whole... It's, I, he could probably do it and be better than most. Sure. Yeah, he's really good <laughs> he's at So maybe it's not that bad of an idea. Yeah. But no. it's, it's a let it be a lesson to everyone who's like, Riley should play wing. Like, you know, stuff it. Okay. Um, Gio, out of the lineup again tomorrow night? Yeah. Is this a sign that suggests that he is now the seventh defenseman on the Toronto Maple Leafs? Behind Connor Timmins? Two two in a row? Or is this still a a good thing to manage him? And by chance, you're in the playoffs, comfortably in the playoffs. You just focus on the back half of the season to make sure he's as fresh as possible. Or is this more indicative of he's just not quick enough, fast enough to handle well, uh, the Jets. Well, they played Vancouver, who I think you could say that might be the fastest team in the NHL. I mean, Mikheyev can fly. You go on that lineup. It's just mm-hmm. like, a, you know, obviously Hughes is an unbelievable skater. Sam Lafferty can fly all those former Leafs. Mm-hmm. But that's a big, fast team, and Geo was exposed. Jets might be kind of a similar sort of construction. But let me ask you this. Did you think Connor Timmons was really good the other night? Because this I, might be as no, much about I think him he as... Was, consistent on what you get out of him and that is offense well he didn't really contribute there but that's what he's pushing for that's what he's trying to do but there's there's times in his own zone where it's kind of like uh evan bouchard where you're just not sure what he's thinking or what he's doing and there's the the cross check uh on on tanov that you think that was bad uh, not suspendable bad, but he did get it, fine. It could have been. Uh, it's it's one of those. Is did you leave yourself in a vulnerable position to to put yourself in that predicament? Yeah. Like just you being in that situation forces you to sometimes do things like take a penalty, which you know ultimately it was anytime you're chasing someone towards the end boards and they're in front of you you got to be real careful about putting your yeah. stick on them anywhere uh, like and tanov's been through a lot already a lot being injuries, hurt right? and the, his first reaction is i could have broken my leg i could have yeah. broken my neck there funny so, benoit swallowed him up after that like tanov was whatever and he was just like big brother like a blanket over a fire he just like no yeah. you're gonna just calm down son but could you be comfortable putting Timmons in in Game One in the Stanley Cup playoffs against Florida? Uh, no, no, I'm not. Tr- I like. I was just going to say that. I think I'm more comfortable with Geo against the Jets than I am with Connor Timmons. I'm more comfortable with Legison than yeah. Timmons. No joke for sure. But it's just. I mean, we can. How's he not in more often? Like he's. He was great. It's hard to get in because you know it's not like the Leafs' decor is unbelievable, but they do have eight NHL defensemen. Which is not common. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, I want to hear. I want to hear Keith on, on Geo, clip three. Geo gives us everything that he has. I think he's, you know, he's battling. He's, he's to me, he's done a good job. And and you know, uh, the other night it's a back to back. It's a busy schedule. It's all of that. But also, also we've we've really been feeling like we could utilize an extra right shot in, on our, in our defense and, and help us with our puck movement coming out of the breakouts, coming out of the neutral zone and our regroups and the offensive blue line, all those kind of things. So that's that's part of the decision-making process too. But, you know, we know exactly what we're going to get from Gio, which is absolute uh, competitiveness and, um, 
and uh, leadership and all those sorts of things. So, um, you know, look, look to you to put the work in to make sure he's ready. We hear a little bit the left. I think right. a really tough thing. Go ahead. Oh. Uh, all, all I heard out of that is he gives us everything that he has, and right now it's just not enough. To me, that's like a side, a backhanded compliment. Well, anytime you say, yeah, guy gives us everything he's got, you know, you're kind of going, he doesn't got a lot. You know, yeah. we're not, if, you know, if someone has a ton to give you, you, you talk about that and not them just giving, giving you 100%. I think the tough part with a guy like Mark Giordano is his name and his career make it really hard to evaluate the actual player he is. If everyone had no number and no nameplate and no age, and these were just different players we were watching like it was a computer simulation, would you look at the player Giordano is and say he's that much better than Lagason? Would you, you know, does he give you that much more? I don't know. We just know what he has been and what his, he's got a very good brain for it. But, yeah, I, I think some of the reason he's played so much more than the guy like Legison is just because he's Mark Giordano. Okay, we also have a Geo clip, right, yeah, on, for on him. being scratched. And the reason, uh, the reason I cut it is I'll just hear what you guys think of the tone that he has in it. Okay. So if you, if you want to play that clip for us there, Derek. I take the rest. I mean, <laughs> uh, try to try to keep yourself in a rhythm, though. I mean, when you sit out uh, games, it's hard to, to stay in a rhythm. So you got to get your reps through practice and uh, go from there. The, yeah. You see, he almost like caught himself halfway through that clip, where he's like, "Oh, I'll take the rest." Oh, but you got to be ready and want to play. Like, feels like this may be more of a mutual situation than it, than you maybe you think. Like the yeah. fact that he said that off the top like that really took me back. Because I take the rest. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, he's never been that guy. He's always like, got to keep the engines firing, got to keep the engines but firing. But he has always been the guy who says and does the right thing for the betterment of the team. Oh, he's he's a pro. Yeah, he's a pro. So, so he's yeah. You're right, Sammy. You he, he, he caught himself be, between saying, you know, if I if I say I want the rest and just am I mailing it in, or do I want to just remind people that I'm not going anywhere and I want to get back and and competing. Yeah. So that's fine with yep. me. It's, okay. it's, it's, I think he played it right. Um, but, you know, I, I look at the big picture since he came over from Seattle, uh, the Kraken, and uh, you, you know how I felt all along about Geo. And for the most part, I think it's unfortunate that he needed to come in and look around and see where you're kind of in, what you're missing and – for most of his career as a Leaf, he's been looking like and acting like a top four defenseman. Yeah, he's been awesome yeah. as a Leaf. Well, he's been misused. Well, he's been in a perfect world. Misused his, his in best, a way. His best contribution would have been as a five, six, and seven all this yeah. time, and not asking him to still at his age act like a top four defenseman. But, the, but, but this to Sheldon me, had no choice. Well, that's what I mean. This no choice. Me, you, you, when you say misused, it sounds like a coaching thing. It's like when you don't have other better bodies, then he's yeah. used the I way know. you're trying to get the most out of your decor. But I, I could have told you back then that if, if that's what's going to happen here, he's going to run out of gas. He's going to get hurt. He's There's going to be nothing well, not, left. Not you could have told us. You did tell us. You said and, it then. And like... Are we really surprised? I mean, I wrote about a playoffs at this year. point. He, he he was struggling. He struggled. So yeah, you know, it, it's one of those things. Like it was team, inevitable. I 
guess. It's like, let's not worry about that until it happens. Yeah. And now it's happening. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting spot for him. Um, you know, wonder how willing he would be to adapt to a spot where he's the same as Legison and Benoit, not even Benoit, who's pulled himself out of that, yeah. but as a scratch guy yeah. with Timmons and Legison. But Legison has to come in, or Timmons has to come in and just prove that you are an upgrade from Geo. Sure. And the Legison's been good, but it's still been kind yeah, of. Yeah, and for the record, Giordano's been, been fine most of the time. But, yeah, it catches up some against Vancouver. You look I don't know if there's an analytic for breakout passes. Yeah, I don't know what that, how you would measure that or whatever. But I'm sure the Leafs do not rank well in that in terms of them breaking the puck out to their forwards. It feels like we've talked about this before, about them being stretched yeah. out. But I think they're just desperate for another guy that can snap it back there. And I think that's why they're giving Timmons another chance. Like, we've all seen Timmons. We all know what Timmons is. Yeah. And, like, I don't know how much, like, talking about how much more there is to give. Is there more yeah. for him to give? It just feels like they're desperate for a bit of offense from the back end. Yeah, they do definitely love that he's a guy that can make he, a play. Yeah, he can and snap it, a pass. Yeah, and they don't have a ton of guys like that. Um, but, yeah, Timmons to me would have to play 80 games and more situations, and he's he's just got too long to go at the wrong time for this team. Yeah. All right, we're going uh, to welcome in Luke Fox. Uh, does a terrific job covering the Leafs daily on sportsnet.ca. We're going to join him after the break. Uh, pretty powerful guy, Luke Fox. Is he? Well, his last uh, article mm-hmm. was on Ryan Reeves, which I read it uh, the other day, thoroughly enjoyed it, yep. first of all, because my first thought when reading this is like, yeah, I know exactly what Ryan Reeves is going through. I lived it. Yeah. It's not fun, right? And here's a guy for the most part, that's had this great energy and can kind of control, you know, a narrative on on a hockey club with just fun energy for the Mm -hmm. most part. And now it's like he's completely neutered. Yeah, when you don't play, you don't don't play that guy. And that's the, the first thing I got out of his article. The second thing I got out of his article was that kind of opened up a little bit of a... Maybe not a dilemma, but an eye-opener is he's been saying he's been healthy for two weeks and he's still on long-term IR. Yeah, well, this is what you do as a reporter is you don't open that up. You give someone else the rope to do the opening. So the power that Luke Fox I'm talking about is I heard that uh, today's off long-term IR. (laughs) Oh, is he off today, Ryan Reeves? That's the word. And it's all because of Luke Fox. Well, then waivers tomorrow, I imagine. Stay tuned, folks. Okay, let's welcome uh, in Luke after the break. So don't go away. Teeing up the biggest games of the night. It's the fan pregame with Ailish Forfar and Justin Cuthbert. Weekdays at 6 p.m. on Sportsnet, Sportsnet 590 The Fan, and wherever you get your podcast. Back on the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Just going to break, uh, talking Ryan Reeves and uh, awaiting Luke Fox from Sportsnet.ca, touching on uh, the story that he wrote about uh, Ryan Reeves and the frustration he might be feeling right now being uh, out of the lineup. How many games? 17? It's been a while. 17, I think. Yeah. Right around there. Anyways. 
Uh, but uh, uh, it does present a bit of a challenge, JB, when it comes to rosters for the Toronto Maple Leafs. What's, what are you hearing? Yeah, um, the convenient thing here, so they would have to drop someone off their active roster. However, Tyler Bertuzzi has been uh, designated a non-roster player while awaiting the birth of his child. So a fortuitous bounce for the Leafs there. Don't know how long you're allowed to be a non-roster player, but... That was uh, Jonas Siegel who had tweeted that. So Okay. Well, I might buy them time for a day or two to sort things out. Well, and that sorting out is someone's going to be on waivers tomorrow, I would guess. And maybe that's Ryan Reeves. Maybe that's... Go ahead and speculate. Ryan Reeves. Is it Bobby McMahon, Pontus Holmberg, Nick Roberts? I, I think there's a, there's a chance that uh, you lose all those guys. I think yeah. there's no chance that you lose Ryan Reeves. I, that is Great not point. a hard decision at all. Okay. Let's welcome in the man who started this whole mess. No. For the Toronto the Maple up. Leafs, Luke oh. Fox. Hey, Luke, um, before we get into the nuts and bolts on, on what uh, Ryan Reeves means coming off long-term IR, uh, I really enjoyed the story for no other reason than uh, it, it – it reminded me of the things that I went through in my career when you weren't in, in the lineup and ultimately how humbling it is. Is that the way you found Ryan Reeves in, in that situation when you when you did and wrote this article? Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, I just find him a really fascinating character on the Maple Leafs just because there was so much fanfare when he came in. There was a lot of bluster about how he was going to bring snot to the lineup. You know, I remember opening night, he's pointing to his biceps uh, during the introductions and Brad Living's getting a good ch- chuckle and he was saying how he was going to come in and make the dressing room a louder place. Uh, he gets in two fights. He starts, you know, kind of trash-talking Corey Perry a little bit in the media and there was a lot of hype around him. Uh, and then the results on the ice didn't follow. Then he gets injured and he's quietly rehabbing. But he's ditched the the non-contact sweater for a while, and he's just been practicing, you know, game days, off days, everything. He's just hitting the ice, um, and he's kind of on an island a little bit. I mean, Nick Robertson's there with him, but Nick's gotten into the lineup a little bit. Reeves has kind of become the 14th forward. Um, and, I, and I just thought, hey, you know, I should, I should have a chat with him, see how he's doing, see how he's feeling, and... Um, you know, he obviously he's frustrated, but you know, someone asked me, like, did, did someone say, Hey, you should go talk to Ryan. I was like, no, you know, it was my idea to, to talk to him and, and understandably he's a competitor. He wants to play hockey. Um, and what, you know, it's kind of like the Wayne Simmons situation, except the, the thing here is he still has two and a half years left on his deal. Um, so you, you know, he got a, a nice paycheck, uh, lots of hype. And less than halfway into his first season as a Leaf, he's on the outside looking in. I know uh, you are a reporter and you don't want to traffic in speculation, but I would like to get just your thought on how you think this could or what the option, how this may play out. You know, thinking about this guy with all this term left on his contract and doesn't seem happy not playing. Yeah, well, I mean, this happened last year, right? He was had a run of healthy scratches with the New York Rangers, and then they were able to find a new home for him, right, in the Minnesota Wild. Uh, the thing is, 
that was only a half a year left. Yeah. This is this is a bit. There's a lot of money and a lot of term. He's 37. He's coming off an injury. You know, this is a guy that could probably clear waivers at, at this point. Um, now, that could happen as early as this week. I'm not sure, but what does that say? That it's kind of waving the white flag that a Reeves doesn't have it anymore, and B. Trey Living made a mistake. It's, you know, I think a lot of people already feel that way. Some people felt that way on the day he signed. But if he hits the waiver wire with two and a half years left on his yeah. deal, it's kind of admitting that, that it was a it was Well, a signing. yes, it is. But, you know, option C is that I can't take out McMahon. I can't take out Gregor. I can't take out Holmberg. So that's just, that's the way it goes. And I get it. Luke and, and JB, that it doesn't look great for Brad Tree Living that it's a three-year deal. But if he clears and goes down, there's all but, what, $200,000 a year that yeah. actually really affects you. So is that that big of a deal? I get it. They're pushed up against the cap. Every dollar counts. But it's not like it's millions. No, you're right. It, like financially, it's it's not a massive hit. And when I asked Sheldon about Reeves's case, he's basically like, "We know what he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a good idea of what he is. We're trying to find out what Pontus Holmberg is. We're trying to find out if Bobby McMahon can give us more. Uh, they're experimenting with Holmberg on the wing. You know, they're they're moving him around the lineup, seeing if he can pitch in on a top six. I get it. And the other the other factor is. Um, you know, the Leafs haven't built themselves enough of a uh, cushion to experiment and throw Reeves in the odd game the way they did with Wayne Simmons. Um, You know, every point matters. So if the coach thinks playing someone other than Reeves, you know, be it McMahon, be it Holmberg, whoever, gives us a better chance to win on that night, they need the points. They're closer to uh, a wild card spot than they are the second seed. So you have to factor in the urgency to keep accumulating points into this as well. Where do you fall on like how public narrative is about this Leafs team versus what the team actually is? You know, sometimes we get accused of being too critical. Um, you know, some, well, we also hear the opposite too. So, you know, maybe we're, we're doing okay there, but I had someone say like the Leafs actually haven't been that bad since, you know, just before Christmas or, you know, whatever the opinion may be. But right now it feels like, there's just a lot of negativity around a team that is, you know, in a playoff spot and has some good players. Where do you fall on what they actually are versus public narrative? Yeah, I mean, they're they're a good team. The problem is, at this stage, they should be a great team. Yeah, expectations, I mean, right? Austin Matthews, you know, we're debating whether he's on pace for 68 or 70 goals. William Nylander's having the best season of his life. Mitch is is doing just fine. I mean, maybe not his best year, but, he, you know, he he's looked dangerous. Uh, Morgan Riley's having a fantastic year. Like, it's just, I think it's based on expectations. It's based on history. The fan base tired of of seeing this team, you know, not go out and just dominate, right? They're, they're getting by on overtime wins, one goal wins. They're blowing leads or, or sometimes they're coming back and, and regaining, regaining the lead and getting points. But they're, what are they? You know, like they're the second tier team like that they're in the mix but they're not one of those teams that you would look back and say this is a legitimate stanley cup contender Mm -hmm. they're one or two pieces away maybe they can fix that at the trade deadline there's been a lot of holes 
um, whether that's the defense, whether that's patchwork goaltending, or, you know, a bottom six that, like, I look at that Vancouver game, guys, and I thought the Leafs' top players were fantastic. But then the bottom six, Vancouver just ran all over them. And I, 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 do, I am concerned that they don't have the right mix, the right recipe to go on a deep run. Uh, earlier, Luke, uh, in your uh, quick shifts on Sportsnet.ca, you talked about uh, TJ Brody and and the struggles that he's going through. Earlier, we we heard him talk about, uh, um, you know, mentally there might the thoughts are sometimes there's more to just hockey, and and we've talked about that. What well, we also know that he's gone through some personal family. Um, issues and situations and I, w- I won't even elaborate ever, even sure. more because I don't know what's public or not at, at this point but well his it... father passed away that, okay. that's in the summer yeah and and, and listen, that, that's that's known totally okay thanks yeah. to- totally yeah. legit is this a is this a guy in your opinion that could maybe use some time off if if he needs it or are the Leafs at that point where they just can't let him do it no matter how much he's struggling right now. We have nobody else. Well, you make a good point there. I, I, and I don't know if he even is asking for time off. I, I think there's uh, – I, I don't want to speculate on how much what's going on in his personal life has affected his play. But there's also just the aging curve and hitting the wall. And I, and I actually think we saw a little bit of that in the Florida series when they tried to – make TJ Brody one half of a pure shutdown pair. And he got, he got worn out a little bit. And I, I think he's, he's done very well. He's helped Morgan Riley have a, a fantastic season. But at this stage in his career, I just think he's a second pair guy, a third pair guy on a really great team. Yeah. And he, he's still being asked to face the toughest matchups every single night. He's still being asked to play first pair minutes uh, and that's just out of necessity, out of the roster construction. So it's not unlike what's happened to Giordano. You know, these guys are just on the wrong side of the aging curve. It's starting to catch up with them. And you have to put them in, in a position to succeed. But Keith's probably looking down the bench and saying, okay, who do I give more minutes to, Lilligren? Well, I have my own issues with Lilligren right now. And Keith made those clear on the trip. He said he actually is a guy we want more out of. Yeah. You know, Benoit, Benoit seems to be improving and playing above his head, but I don't think anyone thinks he's a true first-pairing guy. So Brody's the guy he trusts, and uh, Brody's feeling it right now. And, and that was the first time in his whole Leafs tenure. It was after the Calgary game where he said, you know, I have to remind myself it's not the end of the world, even though it feels like that sometimes. And that's the the most raw and, and candid I've seen TJ Brody and, and, and he's feeling it like there were some, there's been some blatant mistakes that have come off him. Um, the one where he lifts his foot when all he needs to do is touch it yeah. and get the whistle that, that one sticks out to me. Like he's just worn down. He's starting to make some, some mental mistakes. So we've been trying to manage the, we, the Leafs have been trying to manage the goaltending mental mistakes a little bit uh, over the course of this season. Samsonov's, you know, mental, uh, he's talked about his struggles, I guess, just like staying positive when things haven't gone well. But he went back, came back, you know, to the minors. He's looked pretty good in a couple appearances. What do you think they're trying to have happen with the Leafs? Like, is it trying to get Samson off somewhere where he's the backup? Or is this kind of just like they think Jones is going to be the better guy and they're just going to let Samson off prove that to him and everyone else? I don't even know what the best case scenario for this Leafs team is. 
Yeah, it, feels, it really feels like they're taking it day by day or week by week and, and trying to figure it out as they go along. I mean, they've been throwing some curveballs here with the wall injury and Samsonov's just mental struggles. Like, he, he never really got it going. Um, and so I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I don't want to read too much into, you know, a decent showing but a loss to Detroit, a week off, and then a lightly tested but solid win, his first win in, in 43 days against a really depleted Seattle Kraken team. But to his credit, it was a one-goal game in the third period, came up with a massive save. He had probably two or three ten-bellers, and, and just as – his visually, like the way he looks, it looks like his confidence is starting to get back. Like his demeanor is a little bit better. So uh, I'm happy that he's getting the start uh, tomorrow against Winnipeg, against a real stiff competition, because in my mind, you have to figure out what you have in this guy. Is he going to be a number two when Wall's healthy? Is he a guy you can trust? Or is is he not quite all the way back yet? Um, you know, I, I'm not ready to declare that we're back to, uh, 22, 23 Samson off just yet. But I, I do like the fact that he's going to get some run. And hey, if he looks good in this Winnipeg game, I'd throw him right back out there on Saturday. I got to think, Luke, plan A is <laughs> Joseph Wall. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and, and yeah. pick up where you left off. Uh, from what you've seen or heard in the last little while, I assume that in a perfect world, he's ready to go the moment the All-Star uh, break is over. And uh, what, are you, what are you hearing? Well, it, it, it's not so much what, I, what I'm hearing is what I'm seeing. I mean, he was on the uh, Western Canadian road trip and he was working out, but he was working out solo, right, with, with Curtis Sanford, just going through the motions, uh, working on his movements. Uh, you know, they're being very cautious because, like you said, the plan is for him to be the number one game one of the playoffs. So you don't want to rush a high ankle sprain. Uh, definitely he's not going to play this week, but he needs to get in some practices with the team. Like he, right now he's still practicing solo. So, and they're hesitant to put a timeline. I think maybe because if he misses that timeline, then it puts more pressure on him and them. So they're being pretty cagey about when they actually expect them to, to get into game action. What do you think? <laughs> Coming off, uh, the struggles of, of Ryan Reeves, uh, where are you with John Tavares? Is this a hiccup or is this again, to your point about TJ Brody, where father time kind of catches up to you a little bit? Where are you on the side of, of what John Tavares is going through? I'm, I'm less concerned about him than I am Brody or Giordano yeah. for sure. Uh, I, I think it's going to come. He, he looked pretty good in that Seattle game. Um, again, you know, it's not against the stiffest competition, but he was utterly dominant in the face-off circle. I think he went 12 for 14. He was around the net. The puck didn't fall for him. But, yeah, it's got, it's got to be frustrating. So now this is the longest point drought since the guy was a rookie. And he's just maintained this level of consistency when it comes to his production that a dip like this is, is getting a lot of attention. But I, I think it's going to come for him. Yeah, is he the same player he was last year? No, he's losing a step. But I don't think all of a sudden that John Tavares has fallen off the map here. I wouldn't be surprised if once he gets one, he goes on a, a streak of four or five games where he gets a point. Yeah, no, I can see that too. And uh, just last one for me, there's been a lot of talk about the coach the last couple of weeks, but, you know, they get a couple of wins on the road trip. Do we feel like some of that pressure has been alleviated from Sheldon? Yeah, a little bit for sure. Um, 
There, there definitely was, it was tense times on, on the road trip though. There were a couple practices where he was, I mean, he, it's not like he's a, a shrinking violet, but he was a little more vocal than normal, especially um, the, uh, the morning skate of the Calgary game was like a 20 minute morning skate. And he was calling a couple guys out really yelling. And usually morning skates are just, you know, you go through your motions, you get your, a little sweat in, you yeah. know, you, you go through your, your special teams, whatever. Um, that morning felt tense and that win felt like a massive relief off his shoulders. You know, Jordan Bean comes in with the, the video review, Austin Matthews throws a team on the back. Like that was a, a massive win to alleviate some pressure. Uh, I guess if they had a loss to that bad Seattle team, it would be right back to it. So it, it, it's, we're taking this in, in two or three game stints. Uh, and I know the, there's a segment of the fan base screaming, screaming fire Keith. Um, but I don't get the sense that Trey Living's there yet. I mean, I think his leash is a bit longer than than some people believe. Yeah. All right. Luke, great stuff, man. You got anything else? No, that was it. All good. Appreciate All right. your time, Luke. Thanks, man. All right. Anytime, guys. That Luke, is good rest of your show. The Thanks, very powerful it. Luke Fox. He does wield real, real power. I am uh fascinated by the idea of Sheldon Keefe at a morning skate getting aggressive. You know, like really, but it just really speaks to like desperation at that point, right? Where you're like, yeah, I think just it's got to be an uncomfortable feeling knowing game to game now you're potentially in a wild card spot. That's new to him. Yeah. I think that and when you're new as a coach, like, you know, they're not going to fire you after a year you know, generally speaking, so you have some runway. Once you've been somewhere for four or five years and the success isn't there in in a big market like this, anytime there's any sustained period of losing, things get hot quick. So it's just a tough market to lose in. Yeah. You know, don't lose. <laughs> this win no game, pressure, just yeah, don't lose. I, I All losses about. suck. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm not, I don't think he's anywhere near off a warm seat. No. No. Like if they get starched Wednesday against one of the best teams in the league, you know what the conversation is going to be immediately amongst fans. Anyways. Fans. Yep. Here you yeah. go. Yeah. You know, uh, oh, earlier we were talking about uh, some teams just trying to get <laughs> to, to a break. I heard uh, the other day, uh, last week we did Toronto and Detroit, right? Yeah. And they came in really, really late. Mm. But, like, I, I heard their, their, their day was, like, it was phenomenal in terms of they – they were supposed to. They were supposed to leave the night before to come to Toronto. Mm-hmm. They ended up trying to leave the morning of because of uh, a, a plane is- issue. Uh, apparently, they went up in the air and had to come back because. Oh, of, really? Uh, yeah. Like our wing fell off. Uh, something. This thing? Something. Yeah. I don't. I don't necessarily want to say <laughs> that an, an engine dropped or yeah. anything like that, but it was concerning enough. Yeah. They spent the whole day waiting for another plane. They weren't even sure. Another mechanical issue. Like it was, it was a one, you're not going to have a longer day than them. Yeah. So I, I just remembered when someone was telling me this story about their reaction when they actually won the game and yeah. how. Yeah, they went nuts. They went yeah. nuts. They went nuts. It, they went nuts yeah. because of the day that they had yeah. and they had every reason to lose yeah. and lose bad. And they were down in that game. Yeah. All the more embarrassing that the least lost that game. And okay. 
Let him back in. Uh, I got to read for you here. From February 1st to the 3rd, all the stars in Toronto for the NHL All-Star Weekend will be giving away tickets to the different events in, epi- uh, in episodes today until January 26th. Today we have tickets for the NHL All-Stars co- uh, Skills Competition featuring 12 NHL All-Stars competing for a series of challenges like the Rogers NHL Hardest Shot for a take-home prize of $1 million. To enter for a chance to win, text in today's code word CHALLENGE to 59590, and we'll have another code word in tomorrow's episode, so be sure to tune in. That code word is CHALLENGE, so text 59590. All righty. It's almost time for us to do a show on the road. Oh, yeah. Fanfare. Ways right? to go, right? What is it? Two weeks? Week yeah, I guess it's, it's, it's sneaking up. It's a week and a half from now. Wow. Yeah, we are real Kipper and Born hats. You guys want to wear matching hats? Yes, we are wearing matching hats that day. Sweet. Yeah. We, we are. All also right. pajamas. Wear, <laughs> hey, meet us on the ninth green and nine, right? Wear something nice. <laughs> All right. Our, our thanks to Luke Fox. Mm-hmm. Does a terrific job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the next hour, uh, we're going to welcome in Bruce Boudreaux. Yes. So we got a ton to get into. And get his thoughts on Vancouver, Toronto, Edmonton. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about Carter Hart taking a leave of absence and what that yeah. means in terms of this ongoing investigation to the World Junior Team Canada team of 2018. Yep. Can we expect something coming now soon? We'll talk about that and more as we continue on the Real Kipper and Born Show on the National Edition.